Game number one in the books for week seven, the Jacksonville Jaguars knocked off the New Orleans Saints. Our notes on that one, what it means for both Southern divisions in the NFL. And of course, we will make the rest of our picks for Sunday and Monday in week seven coming at you right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office with elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thank you, everybody, so much for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day appreciate all of the everydayers out there make sure you are subscribed on youtube and everywhere you get your podcast today's episode of peacock and williamson is brought to you by prize picks the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code all lowercase locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars at prize picks all right, let's go to New Orleans where the Jacksonville Jaguars, Matt, beat the yeah. Saints Thursday night, 31 to 24. And if there wasn't a scoreboard, Matt, I would have thought at some point, you know, late fourth quarter that the score was like 12 to nine, because that's what kind of game it looked like. <laughs> a lot of ugly. Uh, I don't know if it was good defense or bad offense or or a little bit of both, uh, you know, some 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 turnovers that, that didn't help, but then they didn't hurt either because the uh, Saints weren't able to capitalize when the, when the Jaguars turned it over early in the game. Derek Carr mad at his receivers. Uh, so uh, take me through this one, Matt. Jaguars improved to 5-2. and two. Uh, Some notes on that record for the Jaguars going back to last year, actually. And uh, the New Orleans Saints now at an even 3-3 three and three on the season. Great win for the Jags in, in that short week on the road. We heard all about Lawrence's knee and he has to wear a brace and okay. And didn't really slow him down at all. And he was running and scrambling and all that good stuff. And it looked like a blowout early on. Like I thought the Jags were just going to run away with this. And this thing was over. I mean, it was 17, six at the half, two bad turnovers for the Jags that didn't even keep the saints in it. I mean, they couldn't do anything with the turnovers, the gifts they got. But then they kept scratching and 15, you know, fourth quarter points and came back in this thing. And sometimes, not to excuse it for the Jags, but I do think sometimes these short weeks, weird road trips, it's hard to play 60 minutes, you know, that the last 10 minutes you're just kind of hanging on for dear life and you're pretty fatigued. And I kind of got that feeling. But again, Jags are five and two. Nice long break before they actually come here to my hometown to play the Steelers. And I like their chances in that one. I like their chances in the division. And we could talk about the Saints. I mean, their division's bad, but I'm less and less impressed with Carr. And I know I've liked him over the years more than you did, but he hasn't done anything in two years to make me be excited about him. And do we really need 14 targets to Kamara? And it's like that. Ever since he's been back, you know, I mean, 15 targets to Olave, but trust me, I was watching him intently because he's on both my main fantasy teams. Never really hit him that often. There were a lot of empty calories. There was a lot of Olave production left on the field. Both teams ran the ball pretty well. Really impressed with ATN season. I missed that for sure in the fantasy world. 
But where is uh, where's Ridley at? Uh, that's an odd one to me too. What's going on with that guy? Yeah, a lot going on there. By the way, I said Saints three and three. They were three and three going in. They're three and four now on the season. So sub five hundred are the New Orleans Saints. Um, uh, uh, as far as the quarterbacks go, starting at the very beginning of the game, when on the first the first series of the game, and Trevor Lawrence was able to to scramble forward, and you could tell he was you know he's got a brace and you know he's yeah. he's got a bad knee, but he was still able to run. And I was like, oh man. I should have picked the Jaguars because I think I did take the points and take the Saints at home and took the home dog or uh, took the what was it? Uh, no, the Saints are actually favored by one. Uh, and actually, that one might have come into to play if Foster Moreau could have caught the uh, that last pass from Carr and tied the thing Good up. Point. Maybe it yeah. have been a, a tie game uh, at the end. But um, it was like, oh no, I screwed up. The the Jaguars are going to win this football game because he's not as he first of all he played because we didn't know if he's going to play when we made our picks, but. He's also not that hampered by the bad knee. So that's great mm-hmm. news for the Jaguars, great news for, for Trevor Lawrence. But uh, to your point about Ridley, I mean, he looked like he was going to have a huge year to start. I love what I saw from him in the preseason. He's running routes crisp, and I don't know. It's just not really connecting. And and no. I got that feeling from both of these teams. And even like ETN's putting up points, and, and Alvin Kamara's putting up fantasy points, right? But it's not huge production, you know? It's no. like 20 carries for... 58 yards and stuff like that. Like those are some of the lines we're seeing for Travis ATN. He's getting the end zone a lot, by the way. And the, I love the workhorse usage if he's on my fantasy team. And, and for Kamara, getting 29 touches, 17 carries, and 12 targets. But, you know, it's not like game-breaking stuff. And so I think both these teams on offense need somebody to make more more plays outside of the quarterback. And, and I mean, and I'm not impressed with the quarterback either on the, on the Saints side. No, no. That that absolutely worries me with Carr, and he's just too conservative, too happy to check it down. And I understand he's dealing with an injury, but this has been who he's been for a while now. I think Lawrence is a star. I think I'm not even saying they should go to Winston, although I'm a Winston believer. I can't quit that guy, but I, I'm not sure that their quarterbacks on the roster. Yeah, and, and the off the Saints offense really let the defense down was the the feeling I got yeah, during yeah. the game. Is the and, and the the Jags and the Saints defenses are, are pretty good and they both were forcing some bad offensive play, I think. So you got to give credit there. And that's partially why the game was was a little bit ugly to start. Um because the guys on that side of the ball get paid too. We get so offensive yeah, and centric, you know. Uh, two good defenses. I don't know if the Saints are necessarily top five, like we put them in, you know, after that, watch them in that performance. You know, uh, uh, the opponents they played, it plays into it as well. The Jaguars could probably be in the conversation. After the top three or four defenses in the league, there's some good ones, and there's probably, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of teams that could be in that conversation for, you know, maybe the fifth best defense in the NFL. Um, but real quick, here's a, here's a stat for the uh, – just wins and losses going back for the Jaguars now. Going back to they had a, a week eleven by last year in twenty twenty two. Then they won five straight to end the regular season. They won a playoff game as well. They won six of seven actually starting in week twelve after that bye. So if you go back to week twelve last year, Matt, counting the playoffs, the Jaguars eleven wins are the second most in the entire NFL. Uh, second behind the 49ers with twelve, and they're tied with the Kansas City Chiefs with eleven wins. Well, I wouldn't have thought that at all, but I do think they're a contender. I think they're going to run away with that division. And I'm with you on Tom's real quick on the defenses. I think both these defenses are pretty good. I think the Jags is rounding into shape. They kept highlighting Alwolakon, uh, who's looks like the leader of that group, and Lloyd. They have a good big pair of linebackers. But 
there were 55 points scored in this game and one sack. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's what I was saying. It was like it felt yeah. like a 12 to nine game because it felt ugly and, and off. And then they almost scored 60 combined points. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I I know we got a, a tweet about the Saints and, you know, you guys are wrong about the Saints. And I think yeah. we are wrong about the Saints, but we're not wrong about the division. The division stinks. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, we didn't. I don't even remember who I picked to win that division, but I picked the um, Saints, but I wasn't like, oh, they're a contender. They're going to win 12 games. I mean, they just have a super easy schedule. Chris Diggity on uh, on Twitter said, can you and Williamson admit you are wrong about the Saints top five D NFC South winners car uh, bucks are the best in the division. I don't know if Christian is a, a bucks fan there. But um, smells like it. Yeah, yeah, it does smell like that. Uh, I, I again, as as Matt noted, I've never been big on car. Uh, you know, picking the Saints to win the division. We we talked about how it could, it's a three horse race. Could be any mm-hmm. of the Saints, the Falcons, and we'll get to uh, you know the Bucks game a little bit later and, and make our picks for the rest of the week uh, seven schedule. But yeah, maybe the top five D. Even though the numbers said the Saints were coming into Week Seven. Maybe they actually aren't, but again, I, I think the their offense let their defense down, especially this week. Yeah, and, and, but I'm not kicking myself for picking them to win this division. I don't think any of these teams are contenders, and I think three of them are all pretty equal. Yeah, and three and four definitely doesn't put them out of contention either right now. True, true. So they could they could turn some things around. The, the Alave car thing is kind of alarming, though, because Alave is supposed to have yeah. a huge year this year. Uh, and you know, but quitting on routes and then his quarterback mad at him and doesn't trust him. That's that's not a good recipe for the Saints to to turn around and start winning more games because they you know they should be an above five hundred team probably right now. But on the play you had to have, you got a Lave one on one in the end zone, and he predetermined he was going there no matter what. You yeah, know, I didn't like that at all. I mean, and, I didn't like I, it at all. Right. Well, terrible for Foster Moreau with what he's been through and and coming back, uh, and he was distraught after the game, and, and that was a bummer because he dropped the the, the game tying touchdown there. As long as they kicked that extra point, or who knows, maybe they would have gone for two in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but the car threw that so early, I don't. He just trusted that his guy was going to win, and I think yeah. that's a low percentage play. Fourth down, uh, he they Corner went just pushes you to the sideline, and you and know, a lot of he's not like the biggest yeah, right. either. So I don't know. There's a weird decision on that one. Mm-hmm. He's clearly predetermined. He's like, well, here's our we're going to throw a 50-50 ball, maybe less than 50-50 with you know yeah. those those red zone um, fade routes. Didn't love it. Didn't love it. Yeah. So there okay. you have it. Yep. Uh, speaking of the Bucks, we are going to talk about that Bucks game. Make picks for all of the rest of Week Seven here on Peacock and Williamson next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Jace Medical and the Jace Case. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Uh, we've had pandemics, we've had fires, we've had uh, tornadoes, hurricanes, earthquakes. You never know what's going to happen. And, and maybe you and your family have some special needs where if you even are just out and don't have cell phone service and on vacation, you're, you're camping, whatever it is and you're in an emergency situation, you need to be able to have that medication on hand that you might need that is potentially life-saving medication. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes uh, to get a Jace case is you fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of the board-certified physicians at Jace Medical. You get ongoing, ongoing care as well from Jace Medical, from their physicians and any treatment-related questions, doctor-created, doctor-recommended Jace Medical 
find yourself a Jace case and get a special deal on it as well for our listeners. That is jacemedical.com, enter code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your Jace case or any of your order. Again, that's promo code locked on at jacemedical, J A S E medical.com. All of the lines we reference on today's Peacock and Williamson and all year long on Peacock and Williamson are brought to you by FanDuel. You can find all the lines at FanDuel. You can play all of the, uh, there's all the ways to play at FanDuel. Spreads, player props, over-unders. I love the parlays, building your own parlays. The FanDuel app is super easy to use and withdrawals are a snap. And there's such a wide range of betting options, not just for the NFL, but college football, baseball, basketball, whatever your favorite sports to bet on are. You can find them at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. That's right. 200 in bonus bets, win or lose on that first $5 bet. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on all of that action. All you got to do, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on at FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go. Uh, We've got a rookie quarterback showdown, Matt, and one that we did not expect to have in the 2023 season, and that is... With Jimmy Garoppolo out, with Justin Fields out, it is the Las Vegas Raiders and quarterback Aiden O'Connell, according to reports, at Tyson Bagent and the Chicago (laughs) Bears in week seven. The Raiders favored by two and a half on the road here in this one. Boy, so first of all, I just want to make note, it sounds like Baltimore, Washington, Philly areas, like that area of the country is going to get hit pretty hard with weather this weekend. Uh, I don't think Chicago's in that mix, but I just wanted to throw it out there that we need to pay attention to that. But you always think of weather with Chicago, at least I do. It is the Windy Uh, City after all. Yeah, yeah, turf's a little softer and, you know. Um, Man. The over-under, by the way, 37, the lowest of the week. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards the under, even though with that low number. Boy, I think it's going to be a close game with these two quarterbacks. I guess I trust the Raiders' offense more, though, even in that situation. And the Raiders' defense has played better than I think their talent indicates. It's been okay. I thought it'd be one of the worst in the league. Game um, record up front in, in exactly. Matt, which which kind of helps mass some things on the back end too. You've got some, you know, yeah, Diablo. You got some guys flying around and and making some plays. Just not a, an all star group, that's for sure. But I think they have played better than Pretty I expected. Well as well and so if for me it's hard not to take the Raiders in this one I know they're going on the road at the Bears but I mean fourth round quarterback at undrafted quarterback everything around Bajent tells me it's it's probably going to be a rough go with Justin Fields out for the Bears so uh, I think Raiders by a field goal so I'll give up those two and a half yeah if this was three or more I probably wouldn't and last note is whatever the over under is on Devontae Adams targets receptions yards I think he's the squeaky wheel this week that was kind of complaining. I think they throw it to him every time. And if you are a rookie quarterback, uh, I think that's the guy that you want to be looking for. Exactly. Can right. Uh, The tail of the tape. They've both played one game so far in their NFL careers. Last week for Bajent, it was him um, in in uh, in relief of Fields. O'Connell did get the one start this year. And completed 24 of 39 passes for 61.5%. No touchdowns, one interception. Both these rookie quarterbacks have thrown one pick and are still looking for their first 
uh, touchdown passes. Uh, Bajit was 10 of 14 passing, so some efficiency. You know, a lot of short stuff, 5.9 uh, yards per uh, attempt there. Uh, 71% completion percentage, though, for only 83 yards on those 10 completions. And, uh, again, no touchdowns, one interception there. So they both got their feet wet. Rookie versus rookie. It's uh, the fourth rounder versus the undrafted Bajant. And uh, I think we're going to hear a lot this week in this game about uh, Tyson Bajant's dad, which I, I remember hearing a lot yeah. about during the uh, during the senior, senior bowl. bowl. Yeah, yeah, remember. yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the, the arm wrestling champion. So uh, there you go. It's the uh, – it's uh, I forget his first name. Is it Mike Bajant? Anyway, Tyson Bajant's so, dad, yeah. the Taylor Swift of the, of the Chicago Bears this week. That's a good way of putting like, it. Oh, yeah. Look, look, look who's here. Yeah. Famous arm wrestler. Not famous quite famous. I don't think the uh, the NFL Twitter handle is going to get four million new followers like uh like they did when when the Swifty showed up. But the, the great Bajant arm wrestling madness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the it's arm wrestling though. community comes strong. Okay. <laughs> I, I forget who arm wrestled him at the senior bowl. One of the announcers or whatever. I, he just was, kind of uh, laughed at him. Yeah, I just actually saw that clip uh, this Pretty morning. Pretty funny. Yeah, looking at it, uh, it was funny, and he was like, he was great on the mic, by the way. So I'm put him in the booth too. Have him come by and 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 talk about uh, taunting him a little bit. And, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, though, I was impressed with in the preseason. So Me too. Uh, yeah. It's a clear advantage for the Raiders here. I agree. I agree. I do trust him more, and I think he is more around him. Let's go to that uh, Buccaneers game. It is the Falcons and the Bucs. Yeah. This, this is a big week for a team like the, the Buccaneers, who are, if I'm not mistaken, coming off a bye, right, at 3-2, and two, have the opportunity yeah. to get a little space in the division with the Saints loss and potentially knocking off the three and three Falcons here. Uh, and it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers favored by two and a half at home hosting the Atlanta Falcons. I think it's a very close game. So I'm going to take the points, but I probably would pick the Bucs to win like 21, 20, something like that. 24, 23 close field goal type game. Uh, don't expect weather here, but I do think the Falcons are doing some things better. I think their D-line and defense as a whole is really improved from a year ago. I also think that they're finally getting much more out of Drake London and Pitts. You know, like you can start Pitts in fantasy now, I think. I think. Um, so I think that the the Falcons are very, very competitive in this game. It's down to the wire. You know what's funny is project – I saw a, a graph on projected – it was a, it was a fantasy thing, and I – one of the things I love about the fantasy community is how insane they are and how insane they are yeah. with stats. And so I just, uh, uh, I just like following a ton of fantasy accounts because you get weird little nuggets. Cause they're always trying to find a statistical edge and, you know, a way to crunch numbers. So I don't have to go watch film of all these teams. They can look at the numbers and, uh, you know, it's, and then I love the film analysts as well. So I've got like, you know, uh, a, a list of, Film junkies that I love watching their stuff and getting their takes, and then I go to the the stat heads and the you know the fantasy nerds and get all their stuff, uh, and so it's fun. But um, anyway, the the projected the the team with the most projected tight end fantasy points based on fantasy usage this season is the Atlanta Falcons by a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being like. Uh, John Smith, Smith is yep. the one that's actually been the one that's been more of the beneficiary is like the number two tied in than than actually you've seen in Pitts because you see that graph and you're like how could it be because you look at Pitts production but uh, it's guys like John Smith involved as well. Yeah, and I think that they do have weapons, and I would actually use Bijan more. Um, real quick on that, 
you saw it in week one because they played the Niners. I sent it to you, but I do this weekly math stats for Steelers and their opponents, and it goes up on Steelers.com, and frankly, they neuter a lot of the bad stuff out, you know, that doesn't make the Steelers look so great. But anyway, um, I get 40% of that from fantasy sites. You know, I mean, there's these fantasy sites really dig in deep, and there's tons of information out there to get. So I'm with you. It's a great resource. By the way, the the weather in Tampa, it's looking like it's going to be about 78 degrees. So it's not going to oh, be. That sounds um, good right now. Weather is not going to be a factor. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, I can't. I don't want to make Chris Diggity mad, the listener, uh, the the Bucks fan that chimed in a little bit earlier, but I think it's going to be sort of an ugly game, potentially a low scoring game, and uh, for that reason, I think I like the points as well. But I would take the Bucks straight up to win, which is not a great, great. bet either way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. probably stay away from it. By the way, uh, I had a stat earlier uh, with the Saints game, and it ties into uh, your Steelers, Matt, and we already made our Steelers pick and go back to Thursday show and, and listen to our six-pack of picks of some of our favorite games this week, Steelers-Rams. The Saints ran more plays in the red zone Thursday night, 22, than the Steelers have all season. 20. Oh, I bet. Yep. yep, yep. Wow. They don't have a rushing attempt inside the five-yard line. I've never heard of that. <laughs> it's, it's hard to believe, right? The Steelers. The five, right, if, right, right, right. You said, okay, before the season, which franchise is going to have the most rushes in the five yard, between the five yard line or inside the five yard line over the first six weeks? I would say, oh, the Steelers probably one of the top. Yeah, Jerome Bettis and, you know, Bam yeah. Morris and <laughs> big backs they have. Not yeah. Harris. Yep. They don't get there very often. It's part of the problem. Right, exactly. All right, moving on. We got a uh, ton more games to get to here in our uh, in the week seven, making our picks. Even though there are six teams that are on by, so Bengals, Cowboys, Titans, Jets, Panthers, Texans, all on by. Panthers and Texans, which means Aiden O'Connell versus Tyson Bajan. Those are the only two rookie quarterbacks that are starting this week. Oh, didn't think of that. Okay, with Richardson hurt. Texans, Panthers on by. So, all right, we'll make some more of our picks next, uh, including a really good one: Dolphins, Eagles. In prime time. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Prize Picks is some of the most fun you will have playing daily fantasy all season long. And you know, while you're having all that fun, guess what? You went up to 25 times your money. You can turn $10 into $250 in just a few taps with Prize Picks. And it couldn't be simpler. All you do is you open up the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And you select two or more players and you pick more or less than whatever their projected stats are that week on prize picks. And uh, you can uh, add more and more players to up your odds of winning up to 25 times your money. And something nobody else is doing prize picks reboot policy. It means your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So for NFL games in top uh, college football top 25 matchups, if one of your players exits due to injury in the first half, does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with that injury insurance. All you got to do is go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and or download the app and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL or download the app and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. And while you're watching football this weekend, 
I always associate what I'm going to eat right <laughs> during the game. You know, uh, time to put on your if you're a fan of a certain team, you're getting ready for the game that day. You don't want to be running around and, and going shopping. You don't want to be missing all the football action. Right. So, you know, what you do is you go to DoorDash, put on your lucky jersey, order some of your favorite apps and snacks on DoorDash because that's what football season is all about. And whether you're uh, whether you want to grill it yourself and, and you can use DoorDash grocery delivery or you just want some snacks that are already built for you. You want lunch. It's halftime. You know what time that means when it's halftime, right? Two minute warning. You're getting ready to uh, to to snack down pizza, wings, soda, burgers, whatever it is. DoorDash has it for you and can get it delivered without it missing any of the game. And of course, a special offer for our listeners. 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change. Terms apply. Again, don't forget to use code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. All right, here we go. Let's make the rest of the picks here. It's a, it's a, it's a small week of games with six teams on a buy. Uh, and the Washington Commanders at the New York Giants is one of those games. And uh, another two-and-a-half line, this is the road Washington Commanders favored by two-and-a-half points over the home New York Giants. Now, I haven't seen if Daniel Jones is playing or not, and I don't know that that even is going to change my tune all that much because I actually think the Giants' offense is going from putrid to okay you know like they figured out their pass catchers Barkley's back they're still not really blocking anybody but yeah you know baby steps and I also think Wink Martindale versus a team that takes eight million sacks isn't necessarily good for Sam Howell's health so if you're gonna give me points at home in a divisional game I'm taking big blue Latest report as of Friday morning, uh, last practice, we'll see what happens here leading up to the game, but there's a chance that he could play is where we're at, mm-hmm. but still not cleared for full practice, been limited in practice all week leading up to Friday. So, okay. Um, and again, I, I, I kind of agree with you. Is, is it a big difference if he's not playing? The big difference in this offense oh. was getting Saquon Barkley back. Yeah, exactly. And I do think Hyatt, Wandell, and Slayton maxed with Waller that's a pretty good five some of you know weapons. It's not so bad. Pretty good. Eh, might be I selling mean, the That's five, maybe a stretch. Yeah. Not, not as bad as it has been in, in some past uh, exactly. Names. Put I'm that trying way. to be optimistic here. Right. Uh so you're gonna take the Giants at home? Yeah, with the points, yes. All right, taking the home dog. I'm gonna take the Washington Commanders on the road. I, I still don't like what's going on with the uh with the New York Giants right now. I'd like some alignment to come back. <laughs> You know what I want to do is I want to I want to go back on one of my picks. I want to go with the Cardinals. I picked the Seahawks in eight points. That's too much. I'm going to take the points with the Cardinals. By the way, Kyler Murray okay. is scheduled to play next week. It looks like and make his debut and not. This so week. I went back on one of my picks too. I picked the Saints and then I bet on the Jags before kickoff. So oh, there you go. So yeah, yeah. tomorrow. Once you Sorry, know that folks. playing, it's a, that's it. That's a smart move. Now, the Lawrence thing had me concerned then, but when I did well. All right, here we go. Afternoon time. We've got the Green Bay Packers at the Denver Broncos. Green Bay favored by one on the road. The Broncos are the worst team in the league. Uh, I That's not enough points for me. Agreed. I mean, coming off a bye, I'm hoping the Packers defense starts to play like they're littered with first-round picks and maybe Love gets some things figured out. Kind of hoping like Love and Pickett and some of these guys coming off a bye kind of 
settle in and have a better feel for what they're doing and not struggle so much. And I think Denver doesn't want to win. So I'll take the Packers. And we got Jerry Judy answering questions every day about if he's going to get traded. And uh, I don't like the vibe there. The offense is better no. than the defense for Denver, but I even picked up the Packers uh, defense in my fantasy leagues that, that have a, a defense on a bye this week because uh, mm, I like my back call. And so, yeah, give me Green Bay here. How about the Chargers? The Chargers need to win a game, Matt. They're two and four they right really now. Do. Five and one Chiefs. This is a tough week to get that. Chiefs at home favored by five and a half over LA. I can't remember if you mentioned it, but they did trade for Miko Hardman. Frankly, that doesn't move the needle for me very much at all. But it's, there's more, a, it's more of the same. Exactly. Like, really, what like, that accomplish? They need someone different uh, that, that's a, in a different category. Maybe they just know that they can trust him and he know they know he mm-hmm. knows the offense and, and, and that's enough for them. But uh, I feel like trade for Mike Evans, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like there you go. Go, go off the grid. even Judy, cause he's kind of different because Miko Hardman yeah. is not really, I don't know. I just, uh, whatever the role is and who knows, maybe he'll, he'll, he'll blow up, but you know, he had that opportunity before with the chiefs. And I just think it just muddies it even more. Cause you don't know yeah, who, yeah. you don't know who to target in that offense if you're Patrick Mahomes. And I think we're seeing that right now. Yeah, I agree. And I just trust the chiefs so much more Mahomes and Reed versus uh, division foe, they always win these games in Kansas City. But this would be a tragedy if the Chargers lose this one, and I think they're gonna. And speaking of who might be the fifth best defense in the league, the Chiefs defense is playing at a pretty high yeah, level. Yeah, great call. Great call. Here's a good one. Uh, we called the Lions Ravens game our game of the week, but this is right up there, and it's in prime time Sunday night. The Miami Dolphins at five and one are traveling to the five and one Philadelphia Eagles, the home Eagles favored by two and a half. I'll take the points with the dog here. I'm hoping that weather's not awful and doesn't slow down Tyreek in the passing game and all that stuff. Subject: If, if the weather's terrible, I'd probably take the Eagles because I think there's two things to really watch in this game. Is I think it's kind of been underreported that the Dolphins' defense is not so great. You know, of the great teams, it's one of the bigger weaknesses out there. And I would think Philly runs and runs and runs and runs. You know, like just. 40 minutes of time of possession. But can that keep up with Tyreek and those guys? And the the, the Dolphins need more than 20, 25 minutes of time possession to drop 30 on you? I don't think they do. And I also think that the Dolphins' offense is a terrible matchup for Philly. And I like Philly's D. They're in that top five. No, not quite. Defense conversation. But the, the way to stop Miami's offense, or at least slow it down or get in the way, is through coverage. I mean, a great D line gets neutralized because the ball comes out so fast that you need to slow down the receivers. And I really am not confident in the back seven of the Eagles defense. So their great pass rushers might not matter in this game. So I'm going to take the points. And weather really helps the Eagles more than the, the yeah, Dolphins. Well, it would. Yes. As of now, it's looking like Little rain Friday. Most of the worst is going to be Saturday with a, with a lot of wind and showers, and then no rain Sunday, uh, but maybe some wind there. So um, up to twenty degree winds on Sunday is what it's looking like. But the rain will be done. So is the you know is the turf soggy on Sunday? Is it nice? Sun will be out, but still windy. Um, you know that, that that will hurt the flight of the football. So whoever runs the ball better might win the game. But the Dolphins can put. Can, can run the ball as well, but yeah, Eagles yeah. might be up to that task. And so really interesting game here. And I think it's a popcorn game. It'll be so much fun to learn about these two teams. The Eagles need to play better though, to beat the Dolphins. Cause they've kind of 
slept yeah, walk yeah. to a five and one record and and had enough and just been better and and you know beaten teams in the second half but they haven't really played at the level that i think they can this year i don't think that's going to be enough if they play that type of game against the dolphins because the dolphins have clicked and they have clicked pretty well on both sides of the ball in a lot of games so uh, it'll be an interesting one and uh if they can contain the the big run and the wind affects the 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 deeper passing game then i think it does skew toward the eagles but uh i like the dolphins better and i'm going to take the points me too. I'm getting points is the key here. If the weather was awful, I would probably subject to change, but yep. that's that's a game time thing. I agree. And then Monday night football, it is the San Francisco 49ers looking for a bounce back after their first loss of the season at five and one at the two and four Minnesota Vikings. Niners favored by seven. As I'm sure you've done a lot of research for this game, the Vikings blitz at an obscene level. And I assume that's what they'll try to do, but I think it'll burn them in this game. I, I don't think this is a team you want to blitz with all the after-the-catch stuff the Niners have. And you know better than I do, but I'm guessing their weapons are available, You know, or at least some of them. Even if not, I think Ayuk is plenty and Kittle. And I think that they're the best team in the league, and they're a little pissed off. <laughs> you know, so, primetime game, I'm taking the Niners. Yeah, and the, it's really the only thing that the – the Minnesota Vikings defense has is, is they're going to come after the quarterback, but mm-hmm. uh, we saw Brock Purdy do really well against the New York giants who blitz Purdy at 85%, which was the most in the wow. stack cast era that one quarterback was, was, uh, was blitzed and had extra rushers sent at him. And he did throw one kind of the other team at the beginning of that giants game. George Kittle actually did a great job of batting that ball away. Uh, and then Purdy figured it out and was good and he was getting all the ball out quick anticipation that's that's what purdy's been all about and then letting those guys catch and run as of now this is a tough one this is one you might want to wait on until monday morning and and find out it's good that the 49ers have an extra day here but uh all of their players that are on the injured list or the the three offensive players that were hurt last week mccaffrey debo and trent williams all day to day all i would say are not likely to play maybe but not doubtful to play either. Okay. And they, yeah, all, yeah. they all escaped major injury, which is the good news there. So, you know, two I'm out of not the sure three. Shanahan has to tell the world about it today either, you know, like, right. And they're, they're, yeah, they weren't practicing in the first practice of the week, but again, this is the, you know, yesterday's extra, Thursday's extra practice day. was more like a normal week, Wednesday practice. So mm-hmm. you know, you're going to hold those guys out. And so that's one to monitor for sure. Cause it'll make a big difference with the, you know, those catch and run guys and just have everyone available. But um, I like the Niners either way. Me too. I think the Niners potentially could blow them out. I think they got slapped in the face a little bit. They're going to be angry. And without Justin Jefferson, uh, exactly. I, I don't know if there's enough firepower on the offensive side of the ball, even if the 49ers don't have all their weapons on offense. Like I could see the Niners D being a great start in fantasy, you know, sacks yes. and yeah. tip balls and interceptions and, you know, in addition to. So I think they run away with this game. There is your week seven slate of picks. Uh, if you if you missed our Thursday episode of our uh, our our weekly six pack of picks, you can find what we thought about Browns, Colts, Steelers, Rams, uh, Bills, Patriots, Cards, Seahawks that we mentioned, and uh, and Lions, Ravens as well. Should be a fun week of games. And of course, Matt and I will be back Monday to break everything down right here. Peacock and Williamson.